definitely human. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you cold? Yeah. Good. You're not having a good time, are you? <laughs> what gave you that idea? I can't feel my toes. I'm not slept in three days. Well, I like it here. Right. Himalayas first, Italy later. Right. I mean, we've got three months. Right. Um, we'll be going back down in a few hours. Oh, are we near the top, then? Uh, I think so. How will we know? I guess we just keep going till the mountain stops. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Do you think we should have brought a guide? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, we'll know for next time. Please, don't snow. Oh, David. Yes, I'm well aware of how pleasant the weather is in Rome at the present time. Thank you. Did you hear that? I heard that. What was it? Could be a lot of things. Yeah? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in the Himalayas. Let's just keep going. It sounds far away. Why did you say that? Jack, look. What is it? Do you think it's a bear? That's no bear. Just keep climbing. Ignore it. Good plan. It's in front of us. Maybe it wants some food? I've got some carrots in my pack. The Monster Hunters by Peter Davis and Matthew Woodcock Episode 2 Death on Hell Mountain sure you need all these cases? We're only going for a week. What? We're going for a month. A month? What am I supposed to tell the twins? What twins? Ah, Bambi and Thumper. I met them... Actually, never mind. I'm literally surrounded by leather, and not in a good way, like at Madame Roughtidy's Soho Emporium. Look at all these bags. Ha! You know what? This reminds me of our first ever case together. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Do you remember... You're getting really good at that harp now. Thanks. Bambi's teaching me. But there's no time to reminisce. We do it some Maxwell's. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's do this! Stop that. Sorry. 
Ah, boys, you're here. Welcome. Come, pull up a floor. Ah, Professor Chesterfield! Crisp, how are you? And who is this? This is George Crisp, one of the leading experts on the Himalayas and a member of the Alpine Club. Ah, thank you for that. I was wondering who he was. I've been here for three hours! Yes, it was just starting to get awkward. Thank you so much for helping with our application. Uh, Not at all, old boy. I know how to get a job done. I was in the war, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I don't like to talk about it, though. Sorry. Is someone going to tell me what the hell's going on? Eh? Didn't you arrange this meeting? I arrange a lot of meetings. Doesn't mean I know what they are. Right. Uh, Mr. Crisp, why don't you explain? Very well. Take a look at these photographs. Aye, that's my line. Uh, But you don't know the facts, Sir Maxwell. Is this my house? Yes. Is there a mat in the entrance hall that says, Welcome to Sir Maxwell House's house? Yes. Is there an effigy of me above the front door? Oh, is that what that is? I thought it was an otter. Yes, well, it's missing an arm. And a couple of legs. And a head. Look, I've ran out of ham! The point is, this is my house. And when in my house, you'll obey the rules of my house. And rule number one is, I do the explaining. I thought rule number one was no talking about hammocks. Well, that's been bumped down to number two. No, three! So what's number two, then? Look, can we please get on? We've got a plane to catch. Uh, Fine, but I'm doing the explaining. So just tell me what to explain. Um, okay. Take a look at these photographs. Take a look at these photographs. These are, these are photographs, photographs taken, by, taken the by the mountaineer and explorer, and explorer Eric, Shipton Eric Shipton in 1951. They clearly, they show, clearly the show the footprints of a, of a yeti. yeti. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh, go on. As you can see, there is a large rounded toe slightly to the side. The second toe is separate and the lateral three toes are smaller and grouped together. Hill's teeth. Look at the size of that claw. Uh, no, that's an ice axe placed beside it to show the scale. Oh. Oh, yes. Of course. As you were. The footprints were about 12 inches long by 5 inches wide. And as you can see by this other photo, there was a long set of tracks going on for some time. More than a mile, in fact. And Shipton said that there were places where the tracks crossed crevasses and it was clear the creature had jumped and used its toes to secure purchase on the far side. These photographs were displayed in an exhibition in the British Museum. My father took me to see them when I was a boy. Really? Yes. Didn't your father take you to museums? He took me to the zoo once. Oh, well, that's sort of a museum, I suppose. He threw me into a lion enclosure and told me I couldn't have any dinner until I'd punched one in the face. Ah, yes, that explains a lot. So, you cats are going off to back yourselves on Abominable Snowman. Well, I don't know about that. What? Then what the hell have we been standing around talking for? You're wasting my precious moments. I just mean these creatures are possibly the most elusive beings on the planet. These footprints are the only physical evidence we've got. We may not even see one. They'll only get close enough to study it. Oh, marvellous. Right. I'll be in Nice. Uh, hold on, Roy. Uh, Crisp? Just last month, two mountaineers were attacked and left for dead by what they described as a large, furry man. One has since died and the other is on his last legs. Aha! Well, if the abominable snowman really exists, I'm sure you cats are the best cats to find it. Then what are we waiting for? Gentlemen, to the Himalayas! Right. Shall we go, then? Yes. I'll, I'll get my bags. I'll meet you outside. Uh, Suki, aren't you going to wish me bon voyage? No? Not even now we're alone? Oh, please don't give me the silent treatment. I know you're crossing me because I'm going without you, but it's just too dangerous. I can't risk losing you. No, don't say it. I know I'm putting myself at risk, but I've done an awful lot of research and preparation. I'll be fine. Don't worry. I'll be back with you before you know it. Oh, come here.
Right. So this is Katmandu, is it? Yes. It's not quite what I was expecting. It's a bit warm, isn't it? Enjoy that while it lasts. It's going to be less than minus 20 degrees at the summit. Nora! Where's the hotel? Is it a Hilton? Um, I don't think there is a Hilton here. Well, where are we staying? With my contact. He's going to get us to the base camp and organise the Sherpas for us. Ah, here he is now. He's a bit shabby, isn't he? Well, maybe it's a look he's going for. What, rags genteel? Just leave it. We'll be on our way to the base camp tomorrow. Good. What time will we get there? Uh, About half three. Well, that's not too bad. On Thursday. What? That's four days away. Well, yes. You can't just jump in a chopper and go straight there. We need to acclimatise the altitude. Why didn't you tell me? I did. But it was just after I told you we were going to Nepal. You were too busy making puns. You're right. That was Nepaling thing to do. If I'd known you were going to be this bad, I would have arranged to approach from the north. It's a harder climb. At least you wouldn't have all these terrible puns. You want Tibet? Oh, God. Right, we're all set. We're spending the night at his house. Just us and his family. Big family, is it? Not ridiculous. Just him, his wife, five children, an uncle, an aunt, three cousins and their kids. And his father. Sounds cosy. And his wife's parents, their siblings and their families too. Oh, perfect. There is a slight snag with the expedition, though. What's that? I'm afraid we won't have any Sherpas with us. What? Aren't they the ones who are supposed to keep us alive? Why not? They refuse to climb the mountain. All the Yeti sightings and now the deaths... They won't go near for fear of incurring the Yeti's wrath. Well, that's it then. Might as well just go home. Eh? We can't go without the Sherpas. Crisp, you'll have to change their minds. Offer them some soup. Everyone likes soup. No, I've already tried everything. It's not going to happen. But don't be hasty, Chesterfield. I have an ace up my sleeve. I took the liberty of inviting Lance Cheevers, the world's foremost mountaineer, to join us. He'll meet us at the base camp. He'll get us there safely. My word, how do you know Cheevers? I served with him in the war. You know, once you've been in a war with a man, you know who you can count on. That's what wars do. They make people. Right. What's so bad about these yetis, then? You don't know what to expect? We don't even know what they look like. Yes, we do. Eh? I have a description here. Really? Yes, given by Sherpas of the British team in the 1950s. Uh, here we go. Apparently there are two types, ones that eat humans and ones that eat yaks. They're both approximately five foot six inches tall, with pointed heads, hairless faces, and red fur on the rest of their bodies. Uh, uh, that's it. Uh, what's that bit there? I wasn't going to read that bit out. Females were slower and had large pendulous breasts. You've made that up, surely. No, that's what they said. Well, I can certainly... Stop! Do not finish that sentence. You've also seen those footprints already. About 18 inches apart, some of them. These things can really move if they need to. But they've not been seen since the 50s. Oh, yes, they have. The British mountaineer Don Willans saw one in 1970. He observed large footprints and then saw an ape-like creature searching for food. Where was this? On Annapurna. Poor girl. Uh, no, that's a mountain, Roy. Oh. But nobody knows for certain what they are. Well, what do you think? Well, it could be some sort of hybrid, I suppose. A cross between polar bears and brown bears. Doesn't sound very likely. Where would they have met? Come on, let's get to our digs before sundown. Oh yes, our digs. Don't complain, Roy. I stayed in far worse places during the war. He's getting on my nerves now. I know, me too. I wish I'd been in the war. Phew, we made it, finally. This is base camp. It's just a load of tents. Well, what do you expect? I don't know. Jacuzzi? 
Where's the bar? I think you've brought enough booze, don't you? And you can't take that trolley up the mountain. What if I strap it to my back? No. And maybe you should have a little rest from the drink anyway. What? Well, I've noticed there's been a lot of booze around the flat recently. No more than most people? Roy, last week the entire bath was full of whiskey. Oh yes, I was conducting an experiment. I found you naked in a bush having an argument with a garden gnome. Yes, the experiment was a failure. Come on, here's our tent. We should get some rest. We start our climb in the morning. Good. So, uh, what's the plan? The plan? Yes, you know, with the climbing and all that. What? Didn't you read the itinerary I gave you on the plane? I thought that was a menu. It was full of places and dates. I thought it was foreign food and prices. Unbelievable. You need to know what to expect. This mountain is incredibly dangerous. Quit yakking, Grandad. No, I'm serious. This isn't one of those times you can rely on your wit, charm and fists. This is like nothing we've encountered before. One wrong step here and you'll end up dead. Fine. Just give me the abridged version. Okay. Well, first we have to cross that over there. The Kumbu Icefall. That's possibly the most dangerous part. There are huge crevasses that we traverse on ladders and giant towers of ice that might collapse on us. Sounds awful. Yeah, apparently it is. But after that, it's a bit easier. There's a valley called the Western Coombe, which leads up to the Lotse face of Everest. Okay, great. I get the picture. Icefall, valley, face. Gotcha. There's a bit more to it than that. Well, then tell me when we get there. There's no point trying to fill my head with facts, Lorimer. That's your bag. Very well. Come on, chaps! Chivas is waiting for us on the icefall. What? Shouldn't we rest? I thought we were supposed to do the icefall first thing in the morning. No time, man. The window for the climb is shrinking. We need to get up and back down before the weather changes. Right. Come on, then. Let's do this. Well, you're keen all of a sudden. Well, I've seen it now. Look at that. Who wouldn't want to climb that? What was that saying? Why do you want to climb Mount Everest? Because it's there. Who said that? George Mallory. Yes, him. I want to be just like him. Um? What? Well, he died on the mountain. Oh, well, maybe not just like him then. Come on, chaps. Times are wasting. Righty-ho. I'll just try to maintain a positive mental attitude. Right. Come on, Roy. Right. You do realise that is just three ladders tied together, don't you? Over a massive crevasse. It's the best way across. People do it all the time. Well, okay, if you insist. Norima, I'm beginning to regret this. There appears to be a rather large bottomless chasm underneath me. You'll be fine. Just, just keep moving. Hold the ladder tightly and don't look down. Norima? Yes? I look down! Oh, come on, Roy, you're nearly over. Where's your hunter's instincts? What about Africa? As far as I can remember, there were no giant pits of death in Africa that I had to crawl over on an aluminium ladder. Ugh. Oh, thank God that's over. Uh, that was just the first one. We've got hours of this. Oh, perfect. I tell you what, it's lucky those ladders were there. That's not luck, Steel. Lance Jeeves has been out here all morning attaching these ladders and plotting us a course through the icefall. And, oh, speak of the devil. Hi, hi there. Jeeves, fantastic to see you, old boy. Are these are plucky young fellas you're talking about. Who else are we going to be? Uh, yes, Mr. Cheevers. I'm Laura... No time for chit-chat. Once we clear the icefall, we'll make camp. Then we can slap each other on the back and tickle each other's feathers. Uh... For now, it's the climb. 
Nature's bastard. But have no fear, you with me, Lance Cheevers. If I can't get you the top, nobody can. Take these ladders, for example. I carried every single one up myself. You can bounce on these ladders. Look, I'll show you. These ladders are the best in the business. Cheevers! My God. Jesus. That ladder should have definitely held his weight. You don't suppose... What? Sabotage? It's a poppycock. Nobody could possibly sabotage this expedition. He must have just... Packed one inferior ladder, that's all. It happens. It happens? Well, I mean, it can happen. And think of it this way. It's happened now. Statistically, it's very unlikely it will happen again. I don't know. I'm still very uncomfortable having any Sherpas with us. Well, this is just marvellous. No Sherpas, and our guide has just plummeted to his death. Come on. Where are you going? Well, we can't carry on, can we? We must! We can't turn back now. I'm so close. Eh? We're so close. Look, I've done extensive research. I know the routes that practices. I can get us up there. Oh, really? Of course! I'm a member of the Alpine Club. And I was in the war. Lorimer? Well, we have come all this way, and I don't think we have permission to come again. The Bursa certainly won't pay for a second expedition. In fact, I'm still surprised he paid for this one. Especially after you bricked up his library. Exactly. Also, I can't turn back now, Roy. I need to know what's going on on this mountain. Is it just me, or am I the only one who is thinking rationally? This doesn't feel right. Come on, Roy. If it gets too difficult, we'll turn back. Right, Crisp? Um, yes. Of course. Oh, fine. Come on, then. (sighs) What's your beef, man? How am I supposed to sleep in this racket? I know what you mean. It's almost as if the mountain is talking to us. I don't think it wants us here. This is no mountain. It's a seductive man-trap. Oh, if only. Oh, don't you have your earplugs? They're frozen. We'll put them in your mouth for a bit, like I did. You swallowed one. Could I have one of your spare cravats to tie around my head? What, and get it all creased? Roy, you survived the Kumbu Icefall. You just helped erect a tent in a blizzard. I'm sure you can put up with one less cravat for the journey to the summit. Fine. You can use the purple one. It's very unlikely I'll wear that now. It'll clash with my lips. Thank you. What is that? Crisp, wake up. What? No, Marjorie, I don't have any butter. Eh? What? What's going on? Listen. It's a Yeti. Come on! Are you mad? It's freezing out there. This could be it. Can you see it? No, can you? No. Can you, Roy? No, but that's because I'm still in the tent. Ah! Oh, Jesus! Roy! What is it, old man? Are you all right? It knocked me over. I think you scared it away. Well, I didn't realize it was so close. So did you see it? Can we go home now? I didn't see anything. It was too snowy. Crisp? No, just a vague shape. Oh, perfect. Well, that was a massive waste of energy. It proves we're on the right track, though. Come on, back to bed. Right, so we need to get to the Lotse face and start climbing. The plan is to build a second camp halfway up. What, in the nose? It's not an actual face, Roy. Isn't it? Oh, how disappointing. It's the face of the mountain Lotse. I have a question. Yes? How high up are we? Um, about 21,300 feet. Right. And what's the average temperature on Mount Everest? Well, this time of year? Well, ranging from about minus 7 at base camp to minus 25 at the summit. 
Okay, then answer me this. Why is it so bloody hot? I'm sweltering. We're in the Western Coombe. The valley keeps the wind away and the icy walls all around us amplify the heat of the sun. So we're in a big icy oven. Well, yes. Good. Just so we're clear. Don't you worry. You'll feel the cold again when we climb the Lotse face. Okay, and uh, where's that? There. Nora. That's... That's a giant wall of ice. We're supposed to climb that. Oh, dear. You all right, ma'am? Uh, yes, j- just a headache. And I'm exhausted. Uh, let's have a rest. I don't want to get altitude sickness. It's all right. There's nobody around. And the snow will cover it up. No, it's not that kind of sickness. If you go too high too quickly, you can get a cough, a fever, feel weak and dizzy, feel drowsy, get short of breath, unable to walk properly. It can also lead to cerebral edema, where liquid collects on your brain. Or pulmonary edema, where it collects on your lungs. So, you're saying any moment now we might suddenly get incredibly ill, not be able to function at all, and then drown on our own brains? If we don't freeze to death first. Oh, and avalanches. Right. And people do this for fun. I'm sorry, chaps. I'm going to need to rest. Let's spend one more night here and then climb the face tomorrow. Ah, but we only have a few days left of this weather. Look, Crisp, if Laura Chesterfield says we're resting, then we're resting. Okay, but we won't be able to stop halfway up the face. We'll have to climb the whole thing tomorrow. Fine. Roy, that's 4,000 feet. We'll be all right. You just get your head better so it doesn't explode tomorrow. Thanks. It's okay. We're nearly at the top. I'll race you. Don't be daft, Roy. Okay, I'll go easy on him. Ha! See? Piece of cake. I'll start preparing the tent. Sure you don't want to do it again? Ha! Hold me, Lorimer. What are you doing? Get off. That was the single most terrifying experience of my life. And I once fought a cobra riding a lion. Did you? What did you do? I used the cobra to garrot the lion, then used the lion's tail to garrot the cobra. Well, we're here now. Where's here? This is the South Col. We'll make our final camp here and then head for the summit. Are we nearly there? There, more or less. There's about another 3,000 feet. Oh, Jesus. And then can we have a rest at the top? Uh, no. Then we have to get down as quickly as possible. Eh? We're about to enter the death zone. The death... Oh, do you know what? I don't even want to know. Anything above 26,000 feet is fatal to humans. So why are we going there? That's where the Yetis have been spotted. Must have adapted to the high-altitude climate somehow. Good for them, but you said something about fatal to humans. Well, yes. This is where most fatalities on Everest happen. It gets so cold you're susceptible to frostbite and any exposed skin, and the oxygen is about a third of what you're used to, so you're completely exhausted and it's hard to function on any level. It's also a very hazardous climb. Oh, you could have told me this before we came. It was all in the itinerary. You can take that itinerary and shove it up... Is anyone going to help me with this tent? Of course. Let's just keep going. The sooner we can leave, the better. Don't be a fool. We need to acclimatise properly. And also, it could take about 12 hours to reach the top. We need to rest. We'll get the tent up, then rest. We'll leave for the summit at midnight. Come on, man, it's 12.15. All right, all right, keep your crampons on. Discipline, man, discipline. When I was in the war... Do you know what? Roy, don't. 
You're ratty because you're tired. I'm ratty because I've not slept properly in four days. I'm freezing cold and I'm about to enter a place that will probably kill me. Come on. We may not need to get all the way to the top. We just need to find a yeti. See, Roy? We don't need to go to the top. We just need to find the most elusive creature on the planet. Now who's being ratty? Yes, 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 I'm sorry. I mean we can do a recce to see where they are. Once we know, we can come back down and rest. Then go back up tomorrow and study them. I can't believe I've come all this way just so you can take some photos and make some notes. We need you here. We've got no idea how they'll react. Oh, it's all right. Roy can save us from the monsters. You're the one who's always boasting about his skills. Gentlemen, please! Now it's snowing. Yes, this wasn't supposed to happen. It's getting rather hard to breathe, too. Okay. Let's break out the oxygen masks. You've had oxygen masks all this time. Yes, but not much. The tanks are heavy. But I agree, let's get them on now. What the hell? Oh, they're frozen solid. Damn it! Chivas was supposed to check these were packed properly before we got this high. I think the regulators have frozen over. I thought you were in the Alpine Club. Yes, but this isn't the bloody Alps, is it? Marvellous! We're going to die, aren't we? Don't say that. But the storm's getting worse. Come on, we can do this. We'll turn back the second we see a yeti. We must continue. I need to see. I need to know. You've gone mad. Your lust for knowledge is endangering us all. God, listen to me. I bloody sound like you. Just a couple more hours. Fine. I'm too tired to argue. Let's go. Okay, we're doing really well. What is that? What is what? It appears to be a 40 foot high vertical rock face. Oh, excellent. Hey? This is the Hillary Step. It was named after Sir Edmund Hillary because he. Save your oxygen, man. Stay alive now. History later. It means we're nearly there. Oh, good. I'm just going to go and sit down and have a little sleep. No, Roy. No, if you go to sleep here, you'll never wake up. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to have a little rest against this big step fellow. What was that? What? It moved. Look, there's a gap. My God. Do you feel that? Yeah. Oxygen. Warm air. It's a door. Push! Oh, my word. Warmth. Come to Papa. Crisp, where are you going? Nothing. You two just sit there and warm up. Hang on there, Squire. Do you know something we don't... What? No. Of course not. (laughs) How silly. I'm just going to have a little explore. Why have you drawn your pistol? Have I? Oh, yes. Force of habit from the war. Hang on. What's that? My God. There's something coming up the passage. Rather rapidly. Quick. Back outside. What? Out there? Are you mad? It's no use anyway. The door's sealed behind us. What is it? What do you think it is, man? Yeti! Thank you.
Death on Hell Mountain was written and directed by Peter Davis and Matthew Woodcock. With Matthew Woodcock as Roy Steele, Peter Davis as Laura Chesterfield and David, David Knight as George Crisp, and Simon Kane as Sir Maxwell House, Jack, and Lance Cheevers. Engineered and edited by Peter Davis. Music by Simon Magus. With thanks to Heather Dool, Laura Davis, and Emma Gibbs. Visit our website www.themonsterhunters.com. The Monster Hunters from Newgate. Next episode Queen of the Yeti Men. So the top half was a bottle of red wine. Right. But the bottom half was a fish. Whoa. And they called it Merlot. What Get was out. that about? Well, actually, no, stay here because hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, Didn't see you there. Look at that hiding behind our chest of drawers. Welcome to the Monster Hunters Hunt Monsters with me, Peter Davis, and him... Matthew Woodcock. <laughs> That's him. So today we're talking about Series 3, Episode 2, Death on Hell Mountain. Countess. I got a bit obsessed with Mount Everest for a while. It's because of the time you spent there. It is. The time I spent there, I managed to reach the summit three times in total. Within three weeks as well. You yeah. were sprinting up and down. I was. Thing. I'm surprised your knees didn't fall off. Uh, no, some of that isn't true. Um, but basically, <laughs> I got very much into Mount Everest Horses. randomly, and I was reading all sorts of books about it. And I was very much thinking if I could possibly train up to go to Mount Everest myself. Yeah. And then my, my wife pointed out that I don't like heights or being cold and I've got asthma. So all in all, not a great place no. to go. Anyway, I said, can we do an episode on Mount Everest? And then obviously we're going to do it about yetis because they that's where they live. So everything that we talk about in this episode about the yetis and describing them and the footprints, those are all genuine things that were have been reported by mountaineers and people from the time. These are all real things that have happened. Everything that we mentioned in the opening especially are real things that were photographed or seen by people. I'm not saying for a second that yetis are definitely real and I believe in them and everything like that, but everything that we talk about and how the Sherpas describe them, that's actual research that I did. Bloody hell. And everything that about the mountain itself is is genuine as well, and that is how you would approach the mountain if you went from the south. Uh, the original way that Edmund Hillary went, um, you would go the actual way we go. He said, we don't quite make it to the summit because we get stuck at the, um, the Hillary step. And I wanted to make it very clear that climbing Mount Everest is a really stupid thing to do. <laughs> because you're basically going somewhere that wants to kill you. And you go to this place on Earth where your body literally shuts down and stops working. But people do it all the time for fun. And I wanted to make that very, very clear. Because people, and I myself was included in these people, think it's it's this wonderful adventure. And it sounds dangerous, but exotic and romantic. But a lot of people genuinely die there. And there are lots of actual dead bodies on Everest that can't be brought down they can't be recovered because of the altitude or whatever 
when you climb up the Everest mountain, there are like genuine dead people. Some of them are actually markers for where you want to get to. Anyway, that's another story. What I liked about this script was that the monster wasn't really the Yeti. No. The, the monster's y- the, the mountain. The Yeti was a, the, a, a MacGuffin. I felt like we were really trying to, you know, in the way we performed it and, and yeah. feeling, I know there was points where I felt quite breathless just doing it. Because, you know, you kind of have to... Oh, yeah, to... yeah. We tried to make it as natural as, as possible. Yeah. And a new actor as well. We had David Knight playing George Crisp, who joined us on the expedition. Who was he? David Knight is part of Definitely Human, who you might have heard of. Did we pick him up off the street or something? He came in to play this part for us. It was very kind of him. I've been a, a big fan of Miles Corp for a while, and then so I, I was like, ooh, let's get that. And funnily enough, <laughs> I was in it. Were you? Well, I was in. Did you not? No, that who, was me. That was you as oh. as Jim. Because that's the power of acting is that I can assume other roles. You actually don't realise. Don't know what we're talking about. Matthew is in Mars Corp as the character called Jim, and he's very good in it. May I say? Unlike Monster Hunters, where he's <laughs> terrible. Jesus. <laughs> and the opening sequence. I haven't mentioned that yet. Opening sequence is uh, anyone that knows the movie An American Werewolf in London will know that the opening scene of this episode was basically stolen from that what? film. But subtly tweaked in oh, yeah, a way that means that we don't have to pay anybody. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it is genuinely one of my favourite films of all time ever. And it's a perfect example of comedy horror in my book. It's genuinely scary and genuinely funny. It is a film you introduced me to and I've I seen did. because of you. And you liked it as well. I did. You were I giggling it was and funny. you were scared. You like clutching me, which was a bit weird. You know, inappropriate, but there you go. We shouldn't have been watching it in the bath. <laughs> One of my genuinely favourite moments of this episode is Simon Kane's other character, Lance Cheevers, who's the mountain expert who comes up and he bounces on the ladder and the ladder collapses underneath him. Forgotten about falls that. to his death. It isn't like he's a, he is a, a master of the voice. Is he is? is. So I wanted to make him um, Australian. He was originally going to be sort of New Zealand, really, because that's the Edmund Hillary originally, who the first man to summit Everest was from New Zealand. Um, and in fact, George Crisp is named, after, is named after George Mallory, who was one of the first people to climb Everest as well in the in the twenties and disappeared on the mountain. We actually talk about him in the episode. This is a very factually accurate episode, may I add, which we don't do very often, but there we go. The moral of this story is do your research, kids. Yeah, and then write a script full of facts, and then your co-writer, in this case Matthew Wilcox, says, take some of those facts out, there are too many facts in there, and then you rewrite it, and it's much better. <laughs> and then you put some jokes in. And then you put some jokes in, and it's not just about <laughs> mountains and terrain and snow and ice. If you're, fi- if you're doing a story about, like, a giant... A ghost horse. A ghost horse. You can just go, what the hell is that? It's a spectral horse. And you can feel fear and stuff like that, but it's essentially funny. But this is about something real. and It's about them fighting their own bodies to an extent because they're, yeah, sure. they're pushing themselves in a way that they don't push themselves very often. It's about what is happening to them physically. As and it is exhausting to listen to that as yeah. well. And that's why we made a, a, it was a very important for when they get to the Hillary step and they are all, all very much out of breath and they can't really breathe properly. The idea was to make the listeners feel a bit out of breath, a bit panicky as well by that stage. Then it's a bit of a relief when they finally get into the mountain at the and, end. And because you're a big fan of Stanislavski, <laughs> we had to create an entire mountain. That's true. In, in, the, in, the, in the situ we were recording. That's right, we did. 
which meant importing a lot of snow and a lot of like rock. Yeah, you know the hardest part. Himalayas. It was, and the hardest part wasn't just climbing up that. It was getting it down and into the skip afterwards. It's true. And the length of the lead we had to get from the computer recording it up Up to the microphones, it was ridiculous. That is some of the lengths we go to. But I'm afraid you have to, if you want to get it accurately, you've got to put the effort in. So now we're going to go and we're going to enjoy talking to you next time. (laughs) With our mouths. With our mouths and some more red wine. And we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. You would look out for yourselves and each other. Don't go climbing any mountains. Auf Wiedersehen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.